Hi, this is Gina Pangalangan. And I'm Jordan McMahon. This is Education Outside the Lines, a podcast where we are having very real conversations on education and parenting with Gina, a mom and educator with a unique philosophy. Hi, Gina. We are back this week. We're going to be talking about perfection versus procrastination. So specifically how perfectionism and procrastination are linked sort of in this really harmful cycle for kids and this loop that they can get caught in. Um, This conversation is coming at a really interesting time for our school because we are showing a really neat documentary tonight. Do you want to share a little bit about what that is? This is Thursday, January 30th, 2020. Yes, I think I think the same thing. I think we put this on our list a long time ago, and yeah. then we had this movie premiere. It's a documentary. We've had that on our school calendar um, at the same time, mm-hmm. not knowing we were doing this at the same place in history <laughs> of time. So anyway, yes, that movie is a lot about the pressure we're putting on our kids. Mm -hmm. And there already are kids out there that are perfectionists and then they feel even more pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when when I first heard the title of the podcast and we put it out there, to me it seemed like the layperson might think, those are two opposite words, those don't even Mm -hmm. relate. But what we know happens is when kids feel pressure, they almost get paralyzed and Mm -hmm. stop what they're doing. Mm Um, we're at a time in our society where stress is running rampant in our adolescent generation mm-hmm. and stress comes from the pressure they feel mm-hmm. um, for whether it's social pressure through social media, mm-hmm. academic pressure through the testing in, in traditional schools, um, or the pressure from being the best on their sports teams or their dance teams. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of pressure on our kids in our society and mm-hmm. where we are at in the state and area in the suburbs there's a lot of pressure from parents. Um, We as parents want to do the right thing. We want to push our kids to to excel because we want them to have a great future. So we Mm -hmm. think we're doing it for the right reasons, but we don't recognize it until it becomes really a lot of stress and anxiety for our kids. And then then it becomes a problem that we have to handle something different. Right. And it is, it's a hot topic right now because of what seems like anxiety disorders and anxiety medication being a part of kids' lives and that just kind of running rampant right now and being something that's um, on every parent's mind and why is this happening more now than ever before when it seems like kids have more resources, more help, there's more knowledge about um, what's good for them or, or that kind of thing. And so... Could you talk about how does perfection and procrastination affect kids today, and what do you see as an educator? Can you give some statistics and and just kind of really lay out what is the problem, what's going on? Well, I think um, the pressure they're feeling to make the mark or make the grade is just a a part of our culture in our schools today Mm -hmm. because the school systems went to this point where they needed more accountability. We need to measure up. The United States is falling behind. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? So they thought high stakes testing was the way to do it. So all of our kids, all they're used to is being tested and tested and tested and graded and graded and graded. And they think everything is based on this grade. So if they are already a child that that wants to perform well, that pressure to perform even better or make the grade better than my my peers next to me or be the top of my class, it's a problem for them. And then 
instead of them working through it because it's it's too much it floods their brain and it almost paralyzes their brain mm -hmm. so um, we have this brain that needs integrated between the emotional system and the logical system mm -hmm. and when the emotional system is flooded it just kind of paralyzes it's like mm -hmm. the, it blows the lid off the brain and the mm -hmm. the paralyzed brain just stops working and they can't function that's a beautiful image a heartbreaking but beautiful image of what seems to be going on for kids and the, it seems like kids are today are very focused on product versus process and that is obviously not something that they just are making up in their brains this is something that parents are kind of oozing out that adults in our culture are kind of you know putting on them. Yeah, we, we don't so, want to let them fail. And failure right. is part of the process. That's how we learn right, through right. failure. But who wants to let their kid get a D on a test? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I understand that. I wouldn't want that either. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's why we don't do the type of grading here at our mm -hmm. school, mm -hmm. um, because we know the pressure is out there. The, the statistics of depression, suicide, stress, medications, mm -hmm. it, it's its staggering what it is. And, the, and this um, decade is worse than the last one, so it's not get, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. Right, and it I think that that leads into a conversation about how hard it is as parents to let go and trust, to let go and trust a process versus oh I can see this grade so I just know oh check the box that's you know they they they're getting an A so they must be fine as a whole person when that's not always true. And sometimes we have to let go and trust as parents more. Um, and even as teachers, let our, let as teachers let ourselves be more creative and trust that, you know, these kids are getting something from what I've put together because I can trust what I've taken in as a teacher, the experience that I have. And if I feel like this is what's best for this student, then the school be allowing the teacher to have that freedom to do that thing, you know, versus relying on just, you know, grade scores or whatever, um, there's so much more value in that. But it's so much harder for our Western culture and brains to wrap, to wrap around because we want that just, we want that result, we want that proof, we want that, that, that success just to be seen, you know, and, and to be very visible. Um, so that's really hard, but I think when you, when you take it back to the image that you gave before of that emotion flooding the brain and that logical system, like that logical part of the brain just totally shutting down when that happens, you can see that that's happening with kids. So it seems like we really need to make a change, but how do we help our kids develop a healthy and hard work ethic? Because we want them to have that. We want them to have the value that it's valuable as as a moral person as a human being with great potential mind body soul um to work hard you know mm -hmm. and to be loyal and but how do we instill that in them without developing a little perfectionist because there's so many different messages coming at them these days mm -hmm. so What's your recommendation? Well, for that? here's something I'm going to say to you again. It's all about staying in the functional middle, you yes. know, not going yes. to one extreme versus the other. Mm -hmm. Yes, we don't want them to not have that grit and that determination. We don't want them to, to appear to be lazy and do the minimal. We want right. them to try their best, 
but we don't want to go overboard and make them think that they're if they don't do it well that they're not good enough so we have to really stay in the middle ground and I think with the young kids we can really concentrate on what we're saying to them the message we're giving them mm -hmm. um, so tell me about your picture tell me what you did here could you add more detail not mm -hmm. um, you know that it's not good enough but I think kids get that message. And if we already have somebody that is a little perfectionist, we need to be careful not to, to um, feed into that. So mm -hmm. watch your child's body language. Watch what they do. Um, see how they think. And, how they and, respond. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and when I was teaching uh, kindergarten and the younger grades, you would look for those little kids that want everything to be perfect and were, were not mm -hmm. real willing to take a risk and not mm -hmm. put something down on their paper like an idea if it wasn't spelled perfectly. Mm -hmm. So then they were paralyzed by not taking a risk. They don't learn the process of writing if they don't try. Mm -hmm. So you let them take a risk. But you know, some kids want it to be perfect, so maybe you'll give them a resource to look at so they can copy that down because you don't want them to get that pair to be paralyzed mm -hmm. and not taking that risk mm -hmm. and not look like they're working hard yeah um, so how, how you know perfectionism why these little kids are responding with you know I had for it really trickles down from this fear of failure I think that possibly even comes from parents or a household as a whole that has a fear of failure and so speak a little bit into how you found balance with that, because I think knowing you personally now for years and working under you and all of that, I see that you're a person who's found the functional middle. I was thinking, we've known each other for more than four years. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not F-O-U-R, F-O-R. Okay, right, for years we've known each other. Years yes. and years, yeah, definitely more than four years. Um, the functional middle is not only something that comes out in your language a lot but it's something you live like I mean all of us that know you well know that about you you found balance but it's because you've been through a lot of hard things it's because you want but I think for kids that tend towards perfectionism it seems to be that they believe that's going to be the only way to survive their home and their environment They've probably so, been modeled that. So parents that, right. that are that are hard on themselves and parents that want their life to be perfect, mm -hmm. you know, model that for their their kids. Somebody said to me once, you tell on yourself all the time. You're, you're, and I'm like, I'm just admitting my mistakes. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of have to embrace that. And that is the message I gave my kids. It's okay to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, you work hard. You try your best. But if you don't get the, the good grade, you know you tried your best. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I think, you know, that was one one of the things that my parents did to me. They did not look at the grade. They said, did you try your best? Mm. And I love that. So I try for my kids, but, you know, it's really it's really easy to say, how was the test today? What do you think you got? Did you think you did well? Mm -hmm. You know, instead, how, how was the test today is okay, but did you get your grade back? And make your kids feel like it's all about that grade. You know, so watch what we say to our kids. Watch the message we're giving. And then model that it's okay not to be perfect all the time. We're going to make mistakes. Tomorrow's a new day. Right. So we can we have, can have a do over. And I I think something that um, like my my family and my household has started absorbing um, through the years through learning through a lot of you know quote unquote failure or whatever is to keep being verbs out of the equation when you're talking about when it comes to anything achievement oriented um, instead of it being you are smart, you are really smart, or do you see that person that's really smart because they get A's or whatever. 
um, or you are really talented. You are, you are, you are, you are. Um, and making it more about um, you work really hard. I see that you worked really hard on that. I see that you put forth effort. And I love how curious you are. Oh, I see that you're interested in this type of art. How can we do more of that? But acknowledging interests, the effort that they're putting forth, basically the heart behind what they're doing, not the finished product, you know, mm -hmm. the process of mm -hmm. how their mind's working and what's fascinating to them. Basically what their brain is doing for itself, if we could stand back and let go of some things. And, and then putting value on that, you know, mm -hmm. um, so that they can harness that as they go forth as an adult and recognize, you know, what they have is valuable um, within who they are, just as they are, and nothing that they have to produce and make as something that's going to be judged, tested, mm -hmm. and then evaluated based on a lot of standards that, you know, seem daunting and too high you know so that's I, uh, I, one of our core values here is process over product and, right. and we don't want our preschool and early childhood teachers to go around just looking at the end product we want them to tell the kids how they did throughout the process mm -hmm. and then for our older kids we want them to set goals and, and make them smaller goals that they can achieve and show them that they have achieved those goals not the goal isn't the end product or the, the A on the test it's what you've done to, to achieve your other goals to learn this content this way and th those kinds of little things could have, especially if it starts at a young age, mm -hmm. could have a great impact on, on kids. Maybe even um, diminishing this effect of, you know, rampant anxiety and medication and all of this stuff being added into our kids' lives in order to help this, you know, epidemic of perfectionism. Mm -hmm. well, but our, our teachers too, they don't grade um, papers with red pens. It's just something mm -hmm. I don't like and I don't mm -hmm. believe in. Mm -hmm. But we also do some um, self-evaluation. Show me the, the um, if you're practicing, maybe it's a it's a kindergartner and they're practicing something, they're, they're handwriting and they get to go and pick the word that they think they made or they wrote the best. Mm -hmm. Which one looks the best to you? Mm -hmm. And then, so they're, they're kind of evaluating themselves and want to get better and better at what they're doing, mm -hmm. not because they're afraid of the teacher's mark or the teacher's approval. Mm -hmm. They, it's intrinsic, they want to do better. Mm -hmm. So they get to own their mm -hmm. education again. Yes, they and our older kids get to evaluate their projects how do you think you did on this project? There's peer evaluations. It's not always about the teacher grading their project. It's what, what can they do to do better? Or I wonder statements. I, they, I wonder what, if you did this, what it would look like. Or I wonder if you did this, how it would be. And make them try to, to work hard because we still want that grit, right? We don't want them to, to have this perfectionistic attitude where it paralyzes them, but we don't want them to not have grit either. We want them to work hard. So A statement that I heard um, once... Um, was in, in some kind of I think it was I think this is might be a Brene Brown thing I'm sorry I can't I don't know for sure but was I really loved how you did this even better yet could you maybe do this you know or it could be uh, could you play with this a little bit more 
Um, that, we say that? a lot, that, can you add more details? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing to say to kids. Mm -hmm. I think it's bad to wait till they didn't add those details and then grade their paper and give them a C or D. Mm -hmm. You know, do it why they're doing the process. Let's, mm -hmm. let's, as teachers, let the kids get the best grade they can by helping them through the process to get yeah. to the end product to be better. Yeah. So. So all of those things could lead to a great, a, a, you know, much better outcome for kids. As far as avoiding some of the really negative consequences of perfectionism, which honestly, that's just our child's lives depend on some of this, some of these conversations and being really open about it and not being afraid to talk about it. But if a parent or a teacher believes that they're dealing with a perfectionist, um, that it, at an unhealthy level, like they can see the tendencies in this child are tipping the scale on they're a little bit concerned for this kid, for their well-being emotionally and mentally. And they're seeing a level of overwhelm that just doesn't seem to be healthy. What should a parent or teacher do in that, in that situation? I think first the parent and teacher need to talk. Yeah. You know, make sure they're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. A lot of times uh, parents will say, that my child's saying this to me at home, and the teacher will say, well, I don't see that here at school. Well, they won't let you see that. You know, that mm -hmm. they want to be perfect at school, some of these kids. So the teachers have to believe the parents. The parents know their kids best. They know what they, they're saying to them when they're tired at night. Um, and, and really be on the same team and watch it carefully because mm -hmm. we want to be proactive, not reactive. Mm -hmm. the, the stress of this or the, the bad part of this is it could lead to an eating disorder or um, a drug addiction or something, something really big, mm -hmm. and we don't want to get to that point, so we yeah. need to do something to help it along the way. Mm -hmm. So be on the same team and watch it. Watch what you mm -hmm. say. Watch how much focus you put on the grades or um, you know, whatever it is, the product, again. And it does take a team. It's not just parent blaming teacher, teacher blaming parent, and then kind of sitting back and hoping that it all works out okay. But really showing concern for the child, the family, the human condition as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. And just having a heart for that and believe, and knowing as teacher and parent, our part of our responsibility for raising children is that we need to communicate with the other adults in this child's life and work together, you know, and take in information that's outside of the bubble, either of the home or the classroom, and kind of merge the two. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just one person's fault. It's not just one school's fault. It's not just one parent's fault. It's not just culture's fault. There's a way to deal with it all, and that's always through open-mindedness, open-heartedness, curiosity, and allowing lots of options and choices, mm -hmm. I think. I think the hard part is we, when we get into this adolescent years, we're in between, you know, getting ready for high school. We want our kids to succeed because we want them to go to good school, or mm -hmm. you know, we want them to have all the opportunities they can at their mm -hmm. fingertips and have all the options. And we think that all depends on the test scores and the grades. And so we get so focused on that. But the reality is, when the child gets into this mode of depression or stress, high anxiety, and they can't perform, we're at risk then for them to drop out mm -hmm. 
-hmm. or maybe they will finish high school, but then they won't go off to college. So we're not doing our kids any favors, especially if we lose our kids to suicide. You know, nobody wants that. So we really need to be on the lookout for when we're creating this unhealthy pattern and do something about it right away, mm -hmm. even if it means that they might not go to that college that the parents want them to go to. Mm -hmm. will, will it be so bad if your child goes to a community college and starts to get some classes under their belt? But if they're so unhealthy they can't go to that good college, then, mm -hmm. then what is all our work for? For nothing. Right. right. The American dream is only beautiful to the point that it doesn't become a limitation, right? Mm -hmm. Where we have these expectations that are set in our mind of where our kids are going to go and how they're going to be, how successful they're going to be, how much money they're going to make, or whatever. But at the end of the day, they are an individual, you know, with their own personality, with their own gifts, with their own interests, and ultimately should have some choices in the matter. And if parents need to grieve that dream a little bit so that their child gets to have breath of fresh air, <laughs> mm -hmm. that needs to happen, I think, you know. Um, yeah, that's the hard reality of it all. That This movie tonight that we're showing, it, it walks through the journey with several families. Yeah. One family that lost their daughter to suicide because she got a bad grade on her test and she was in seventh grade. Um, and she was a perfectionist all the way through until seventh grade when she took her own life. And, um, you know, those, those parents probably wish now, hindsight's twenty twenty that they could have seen all that and, right. and at least helped her know it's, it's okay. We don't really care what your grades are. We're, you know, we're not even going to put them on the refrigerator when you get that A on that test. Mm -hmm. We're not going to hang it up, you know, or whatever it may be. But the movie walks through the journey with lots of families and just that all, if all those families could look back and say, what should I have done differently? Sure. Like when you yeah. said gr grieving that dream, like I pushed my child so hard or, or the school pushed them so hard and I didn't do anything about it. I just mm -hmm. let them be part of that school because I thought that was the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it might be choosing a different school option for your kids. Mm -hmm. One that doesn't push all this, the state testing as much or the pressure on the testing and that's all it is. It might be a, a project-based type of school where the kids could have some yeah, authentic learning. It's not just all about the tests and the test mm -hmm. scores. And So specifically, what is Sunday doing differently to help students who fall into this loop of perfectionism versus you know, per perfectionism and procrastination? And what is the school doing to intentionally prevent it? Well, we're not grading traditionally like you hear in the schools, and we're not testing with standardized tests every few months. We're giving one standardized test a year. Um, we'll use that to meet our graduation requirements and look you know, globally at the school and how it's doing or to report to our stakeholders. Um, how we can measure up as a school, but we're not putting all our eggs in one basket for the kids and for them to mm -hmm. think that that test is end-all, be-all. We're making them authentically work on projects. We're making them set goals. We're making them see the I can statements. Here are the things and the objectives we want you to learn through this project. So, so they have that ownership of it. It's all about the process, not the end product. Mm -hmm. um, but when, the, when our kids are doing a project, the end product is a showcase day where they will stand up in front of um, professionals in that field so they'll want to perform and they'll want to do well and it's authentic learning of things that they're going to probably do out in their workplace later mm -hmm. not just take a good test mm -hmm. so we kind of set up the environment for this whole journey to be healthier mm -hmm. for the kids than just um, the standardized testing that's going on yeah. that sounds like the kids at the school have a lot of hope and a lot of um, potential for a really bright future not having some of the 
the limiting standards, you know, placed upon them. So Well, we know the neuroscience research is saying when our kids are stressed, they're not feeling safe, they're feeling overwhelmed, they're not going to learn as much. Mm -hmm. So the environment needs to be as stress-free as possible, mm -hmm. but that's not what our kids are faced with right now. Well, this has been a really wonderful conversation. I've loved getting to hear more of your perspective on this. Anytime we sit down, I get to hear above and beyond even what we would sit down and talk about as friends. And I think that that's really cool. I always walk away thinking, wow, this, this is an honor to be able to sit with such an admirable and experienced educator and parent in person, whole person. So you have a lot to give, and thanks for talking today. You're welcome. I, I, I hope that I did give you that perspective here. I am going to tattle on myself and my imperfectionists, <laughs> or my imperfections. Um, but even thinking about this movie tonight, I think my emotional system in my brain is overflooded with emotions because I care so much about kids, mm -hmm. and I want them to have a healthy future, not just to get into a good college. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, we want that for our kids for sure, but they have a long life to live after college, and we want them to have uh, a healthy life, healthy relationships, healthy set healthy boundaries for each other. I guess I just really am emotional today thinking about the movie and, and I watched it again last mm -hmm. night I'd seen it before and it, it is telling about what our kids are faced with mm -hmm. and it's hard it is well um, kudos to the school and to you for opening up the Pandora's box of the, the conversation you know and um, being willing to talk about it show the movie and deal with hard things in an honest and um, non-judgmental, non-blaming way, um, but to be a, a source of information for parents who are concerned. Mm -hmm. um, we're all concerned. It is, it's a life, so. life or death matter. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Gina. Okay. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Education Outside the Lines. Please rate and subscribe to this podcast if you are enjoying it. That helps us out a lot. You can email us with questions and comments at educationoutsidethelines at gmail.com. If you are interested in hearing more of what Gina has to say, she is on Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow her blog at heartofamustangblog.com to hear more about her unique philosophy, her personal story, and how she started the Sunday Academy.